right to the hotline to talk to our um, good friend from the Post-Gazette, Jason Mackey. Jason is uh, uh, obviously the uh, resident beat reporter. And, uh, Jason, uh, you had some news uh, that, you know what? A lot of times people like to criticize the Pirates. I actually am, uh, actually think this is not a bad deal going out and getting uh, Martin Perez. What are your thoughts? I'm right with you, Paul. They have, uh, they've needed to improve the starting rotation. We've heard they're going to improve the starting rotation. Tonight they improved the starting rotation. Um, it is amazing, though, man. Like uh, One of the first things I heard feedback-wise is, well, it's only a one-year deal, so they'll just trade him at the deadline. Okay. I mean, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't see that as an issue. If that means they've got, you know, Mike Burroughs, Paul Skeens, Bubba Chandler, Anthony Salamedo, Jared Jones, whatever, like the young kids in their system, then he's done his job. Great. That's what you're supposed to do. I mean, maybe you keep them too. That'd be, that'd be awesome. But I mean, for what they're trying to do, a, a legitimate major league pitcher at a 239 ERA for the Texas Rangers last year, little bit of regression, but finished the season strong. Uh, knows how to eat innings. It's absolutely what they need. $8 million, reasonable salary both ways. Man, I've got no issues whatsoever with it. I, I like it. Again, I hope they're not done. I don't think they're done, but I, I can't sit here and crush them for it. Absolutely not. No, I think it's good. I mean, I would hope that they're not thinking about trading him at the trade deadline because that would mean that, you know, they're sort of starting over again or whatever you want to call it. But either way, my point is, this guy seems like somebody you can put in the middle of your rotation. He can win games for you and can eat innings for you. Yeah, two years ago, the guy threw 196 innings. Um, I don't know what it was last year, maybe 160. I mean, it's, yeah. it's nothing to sneeze at, uh, more than everybody but Mitch Keller, or le- less than everybody but Mitch Keller. Um, yeah, and the guy's been in the league for 12 years. Pitched nine of those years in Texas. Um, absolutely knows what he's doing. And, I mean, let's also not forget, we talked about this with Marco Gonzalez, left-handers do really well at PNC Park. You put a left-handed pitcher on the mound, you're going to have a bunch of right-handed bats. Right-handed guys are going to pull the ball to the north side, not going to disappear in a lot of grass, theoretically. Um, He has done a good job putting the ball on the ground. He's got an excellent sinker, offsets it with an above-average changeup. They can probably work on his cutter a little bit, but, I mean, you know, the dude has the ingredients to have an effective year here, just like Quintana, just like Anderson, just like a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about it is you you would hope that um, you would hope that uh, he can be you know moved down in the rotation as maybe some of their younger guys come up. But as it stands sure. right now, what is their rotation really re- really right now? What's it going to look like? Well, I mean, I'm listing these only in numbers because they're established guys. But you've got Keller, I would think, starts on opening day, right? And then you go to Martin Perez and then probably Marco Gonzalez. Um, You know, I'm saying that now on December 19th. I think it's the 19th. um, You know, and hope they get somebody else in here. um, And then maybe that bumps everybody down. I think your fifth spot, however you want to configure it, is probably whoever wins the battle with, like, Ortiz, Priester, Contreras, like one of those guys, I really hope figures it out and, and makes a push in spring training. I'd like for it to be more than one. Um, but, you know, I guess to, to answer the question right now, Paul, I'd go, you know, Keller one, Perez two, Gonzalez three, um, you know, mystery guy in there somewhere. And then the, the fifth is the young guy. And then, you know, I don't think it's going to be 
before too long, you know, we're going to have the discussion about Paul Skeens maybe coming up here. I don't think right away, but if things go the way they could go, he could be pushed. Yeah, I mean, I would say that. Uh, that that's the big thing. Uh, Skeens, obviously, people were waiting and waiting and waiting. They want him to come. We'll see when he gets up there. Um, they have made a couple of other moves. They brought in a couple of outfielders. I know they got the first baseman from the Brewers. Is there anything about what they've done that you really like? I mean, I like the Therese, Therese, Therese uh, signing. I, I don't have an issue there. I, I've heard some, you know, feedbacks and negative feedback on that one as well about, you know, people saying he's washed or can't do anything. Can't do. I mean, he's a platoon with Connor Joe. And Rowdy Telez has hit right-handers extremely well throughout his career. It doesn't matter how well he hits left-handers. They're not going to play him against left-handers. They'll play Connor Joe against left-handers. Um, and what they're trying to do, I think we're starting to see some of this, Paul, is you want to save money at first base, which they're doing by creating this platoon with Telez and Connor Joe, and you're going to spend it on pitch. Now, if that means you can get Martin Perez um, and somebody else, which, again, they should not be done, um, and fix your rotation, then to me that's a better allocation of resources. So I, I like those guys. Um, the Billy McKinney thing, I didn't – I mean, I understand why they got him. It's just AAA depth. I didn't understand the reaction to it. You know, people are flipping out like the, the Pirates are anointing this guy as a savior. Like he's filling out the indie roster. Um, and then the outfielder has a little bit of power, what Oliveras, I think, could be mispronouncing a syllable or two. But, uh, yeah, some, some intrigue there. I know he's got some power. They like him. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he ends up competing for a job in spring. Okay, so, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I guess the biggest thing to me is, um, you know, they still have got to figure out if Henry Davis can be a catcher or whatever. Um, yeah. and, and then, of course, if you think about it, um, they've got to fill out their rotation a little bit. They also have to figure out their middle infield. I know O'Neill Cruz is one of your shortstops. Now, who is going to be your second baseman? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a competition in camp. It's going to be Nick Gonzalez, Leover Pagaro. Um, Jared Triolo can play there. Um, they're going to be looking for a position to put him. G1 Bay, maybe. I like Bay better in the outfield, personally. He also needs to actually hit something, like a 620 OPS. That's not going to cut it. But, yeah, I mean, I'd put, I'd, I'd put it some combination of Gonzalez, Pagaro, and Triolo. Okay. Well, I mean, again, I think it's starting. Uh, I, I think it's starting to uh, 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 come together a little bit, you know. And now, whether or not that gets them from seventy-six wins to eighty-six wins, I guess that's the the, the biggest question that we have, and that won't be known yeah. until we see him on the field, right? Yeah, and I mean, one of the things you brought this up earlier, Paul, and it was a good point, and it's something that you know you look at Gonzalez, Perez, um, Mitch. If they're not done adding to the rotation, like. This is going to be a rotation full of all new guys, um, older guys. I'm not sure if Henry Davis is the right experiment to have right now. I mean, maybe you try to sprinkle him in, but, like, you know, are you going to roll with Jason DeLay as your number one catcher catching, like, 90-plus games? I don't know if you want that. I don't know if you want Henry Davis catching 90-plus games. Like, it might, they might still need to add something back there. I just worry about that sort of collection of talent. But, yeah, I mean, you need to figure that out get some stability behind the plate. Um, health from O'Neill Cruz is so unbelievably big for this team. Like, you know, we're talking about a 40-40 bat going back in there. Um, you know, maybe they add to the offense another way. I think they're largely probably set 
there. Um, but, you know, I, I still see this team as somebody – I mean, they should be expecting to be over 500 this year. Uh, they should be expecting to be in the wild card race in, in some form or fashion. 84, 85 wins should be, you know, to me, the bottom line expectation that's far into a rebuild. Well, let me just say this. Their catching, uh, their catching problems could have been solved. They could have gotten Austin Hedges for $4 million. <laughs> Don't do that to me, Paul. <laughs> Joe, I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, but anyway, I mean, didn't he get the uh, – didn't, he, didn't, the, didn't Cleveland just sign him for four year, four million one year, I think, is what he signed for? So. I, I have a better solution. I'd go throw about a million and a half at Jacob Stalin and try to just do it easily. You know what? Like, he's not going to embarrass himself. He's going to handle him, handle the pitching staff. If he gets relegated to a backup role because Henry Davis thrives, he's not going to be upset about it. Um, you know, he's as good defensively, if not better, than Jason DeLay. You can put Jason DeLay in the minors. Like, if you can get Stallings for cheap, man, I would – to me, that's a no-brainer move right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of those things we'll see. I mean, well, yeah, hey, who knows? I mean, we love those Back to the Future signings. Uh, last <laughs> last one for you, and I'll let you go because I know you're in a hurry. The uh, Is the um, McCutcheon deal done yet, or what's up with him? What's up, what's up with him, and what would his role be, like a 100-game 100, 100 DH type thing, or? Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's all but done. Uh, put it this way, I've got a story written, ready to go in our, our system, and, you know, we just got to click <laughs> click to make it live. That's how, how confident I am in getting it done. Um, I expect that tomorrow, um, you know, probably tomorrow early in the day. But, yeah, his role, um, you know, I think they want it to be a little bit different than last year, Paul. I don't think they want him hogging all of the DH reps. They'd like him to get out in the outfield. I think 100 games in any capacity is probably the max. Uh, probably a part-time DH role, a little bit of outfield, get some guys off their feet. Um, you know, shoot, if he could play 34 games, 30 to 40 games in the outfield and then spend the rest as a DH, I think they'd be absolutely thrilled with it. Um, but basically just getting Andrew's body underneath him or his legs underneath him, his body healthy. Um, you know, he wants to come back. They want to have him back. I don't expect any issues at that point. Um, it's just a matter of what it looks like, and, and you got to try to keep him healthy. Well, uh, Jason, I appreciate you jumping on. I know it's the off season, but it's never really the off season. Won't be that long. We'll be talking to you about uh, spring training, believe it or not. Oh, come on, man. Let me have like a month. Yeah. Well, you'll get a month and then you get back on the road. So, uh, enjoy uh, your it. month, buddy. Thanks, Paul. All right. Where's Jason Mackey, the post Gazette. I mean, again, you don't have to. You really don't have to, in my mind, um, love what the Pirates have done. But there seems to be at least a strategy to it, as Jason said. And that's really what's happening. It's, um, I feel like it's, you know, they've got a plan, and let's see if it works. I think the signing today... If you really look at what it is, I think it's a good one. You know, you had a left-handed pitcher. He's had some success in the last couple of years. Hell, he was on the, you know, the world champs. I think it can be a good thing. I really do. But to me, you know, we, we've got to figure out in many ways, you've got to figure out um, what are you going to do with Henry Davis? 
What are you going to do at second base? There's a lot of things that you have to do that really, if you think about it, um, they still have a lot of work to do. But it looks like they are actually um, getting to a point now where they're starting to be some semblance of reality and some semblance of a plan that you say, well, you know, I'm not saying this is going to be a team that's going to win 95 games, but if O'Neill Cruz stays healthy, you know, if the platoon at first produces reasonably well, if they can find one more pitcher, if Paul Skeens jumps in in, say, June and becomes a really good pitcher the rest of the way, David Bednar stays healthy, I mean, yeah. Maybe. Jack Sawinski takes another step forward and, and at the plate, becomes a little better hitting the ball against righties or whatever. I mean, against uh, lefties or whatever. Brian Reynolds, you know, has a, has a good year. Maybe. I don't know, Joel, am I talking myself into something that is probably a pipe dream? It's hard to <laughs> it's hard to disagree with it. So we'll see. I'm just saying. Anyway, fan hotline presented by Nemical and around every corner. Nemical and creates real life Mackie, uh, real life magic for guests. And of course, uh, Mackie was via the hotline. Uh, coming up, we'll, we'll wrap things up. It's Paul's ice. It's ninety three seven. The fan.